Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend in football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday... It's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors with over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond. eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance and with eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, friends, and welcome to this golf podcast. Unlike any other, oh yes, my friend, we've done it. We're back, baby. This is Fairway Rolling, the golf podcast on the Rigger Podcast Network. I am your starter. Joe House, my birdie buddies, my par-saving pals, my eagle enthusiasts, I am joined, as is always the case, by my incomparable accomplice, Nathan Hubbard, our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground. It is hashtag fall golf saison. My friends, lots to catch up on. Stuff is happening in the world of golf, notwithstanding the fact that all of the major sports are otherwise occupying some of your time perhaps some of your wallet the first tee is open god i love fall golf season the leaf rule is in full effect let's throw a peg in the ground and get it rolling hey dog how you feeling buddy shitty you came to la and we didn't play golf i know we did see each other at the airport we got a nice hug at the airport we did did you ever get your wallet 
I did get my wallet. Thank God. Nathan Hubbard left his house, made it all the way to the airport, and realized he did not have his wallet before he was about to leave the country, which is kind of an issue. Well, not Bad quite call. leave the country, but leave the leave the left coast. But it all worked out. The the travel gods were looking down favorably on you. The travel gods, Nathan Hubbard, are looking down favorably on those of us who love professional golf. The PGA Tour, you know how we do here on Fairway Rolling. We love to jump in the mix when there's new and exciting breaking news. Just this morning, we're taping this on Tuesday, October the 18th. The tour let loose some of its elevated uh, destinations for the upcoming 2023 season. We know that Phoenix is going to be elevated. We know now that Hartford, Connecticut is going to be elevated. Where else? The Wells Fargo in Down Charlotte, in North, Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. And the Heritage, the week after the Masters, the Heritage is the one that that gets it. It's a very interesting slate of tournaments that I think not coincidentally are some of the quote-unquote regular stops on the tour that have taken the best care of the players, that the players naturally like to play, and that have the most loyal and largest crowds that we see out on tour. And, you know, the the enhancer here is the, the, the bigger purse. So we're getting a minimum of $20 million purses for these things. You hit the point that these guys, we, we tend to get really good fields at these uh, uh, events. But the, the big and for me is Phoenix. Like, how are we going to do this? I really feel like you and I need to go to Phoenix this upcoming year. Yeah. It coincides with the Super Bowl, which the means town. it's going to be absolutely absurd. Every hot shit golfer on the planet that plays on the PGA Tour will be out in Phoenix uh, playing in that event, trying to collect that giant paycheck. And the, the tour is going to have prime sports, um, you know, uh, uh, grandstand moment because it's the lead in to the Super Bowl, and there really won't be anything else on the sports calendar challenging, and all the maniacs at the Waste Management are going to be going absolutely bananas. I think you and I kind of need to be part of that scene, but, I mean, the how are we going to pull it off? Well, we might know somebody. It is, <laughs> it is the most fun golf tournament that you can go to. It is secretly the largest sporting event in the United States. They do not even reveal the crowd sizes because they've tried to stay under the radar, but that's gone after this year. Frankly, it's gone after last year with all of the water bottles going onto the green and Joel and Harry Higgs taking their shirts off. Uh, it, it just became a cultural thing, which the PGA Tour badly, badly needs. But hey, Heritage, I don't know. Wells Fargo, okay, I'm sort of tired of Quail Hollow. Travelers is a great tournament, man. And uh, I, I, I want to stand up for fun. the heritage. The heritage okay. has been getting like really good fields, and and it you know it makes perfect sense because of where it falls on the calendar. It's the week after the yeah. Masters, so the guys just jump in the car and drive up the street, uh, yeah. up the way a little bit, up the the highway. It does seem like they scheduled these house close to majors. I mean, Phoenix is right near the Genesis. It, it feels like they scheduled them together. 
which some guys are going to be bummed about. But I think the point here is to give more time off to the best players between these events so that they can get a couple of weeks where they're playing for big money and then take a break as opposed to on, then off for two weeks, then on, then off for two weeks. They seem to have erred on the side of clustering the the times that they play together and therefore uh, broadening and widening their time off. The guys that we need to um, see what kind of accommodation comes in is the Euros. Yeah, because um, the way it's kind of configured right now, it's going to be tough for those guys to maintain their uh, commitments to the Euro Tour. And those guys, it'll be a, a Ryder Cup year. Um, so, so especially the early They're part of the year, yeah, I mean, they will, they will, you're Rory, right. Rory, Rom have been the two biggest spokespeople for the tour. They're going to figure it out. They don't want Victor Hovland missing these events that they'll, they'll, they'll make it work. That, that is, uh, I think at this point, the least of their concerns, even though it is a big unanswered question, it's an easy solve relative to all of the juggling that they're having to make here. We know that in 2024, the elevated events will be different. So they're going to be rotating from tournament to tournament, which one is the big money, Twenty playing for a purse of 20 plus million dollars, where all of the top guys, and we're talking about the top 20 players, commit to playing all those elevated events. So we get to see them actually play together more often, which has been the issue with the tour. And frankly, it's the issue with this entire fall season that we're rotating through until this week at Congaree. We've had a bunch of tournaments where we've got a Max Homa here and we've got a Tom Kim there, but we haven't seen all of the guys going head to head, which is what drives the ratings. It's what drives the sponsorship. It's what drives the enthusiasm and interest from guys like us house. I like the geographic diversity, uh, and and I guess I'll say a little bit of the venue diversity. Although um, we we know these venues um, by now, uh, Dylan Deithier at the uh, Golf Magazine tweeted earlier today. So we have two events. This is the states hosting elevated events in 2023. You've got two in California. That's going to be the Genesis at Riviera, and then LACC hosting. The U.S. Open this year—that's uh, spectacular. Uh, although, wait—is the—is the U.S. Open count for the purposes of this? It does configuration. Okay, uh, Florida has um, two events. Georgia has two events. Hawaii has an event. That's the kickoff to the season. Arizona now with the Phoenix. Um, just wh- what's management. the right word for that? No, I know the name, but I'm trying to come up with with that that that, that thing is a bonanza. I mean, that's, yes. uh, I'm trying to give it the proper shine. Texas has one. That's Clown the match show. play event. South Carolina now with the Heritage. Uh, North Carolina with, with Quail Hollow. New York. What's the New York event? Oak Hill. Oak Hill. The, the PGA, PGA Championship. That's going to be great. Ohio uh, has an event. Connecticut with the, with the Travelers. What's the Ohio event? Memorial. Yep. That's Jack's event. Connecticut with the Travelers. We are at Royal Liverpool for the Open Championship this year. Mm. Tennessee, which is Memphis. That's, you know, shout out Berno. And then uh, Illinois, which has, we're going back to Olympia Fields, right? That's correct for the BMW. Oh my God, that is so good. That's so juicy. I loved that venue and I loved that tournament uh, two years ago 
that was the John Rom uh, Dustin Johnson battle royale. So marvelous. Um, pretty good, right? I, I maybe like another event in the Midwest would be good, but that's a pretty good list. Yeah, it's it's not a bad slate. It's good courses. Uh, it means that every month we're going to see at least two, I mean, save for January times, uh, when these guys are going to all get together and play each other, which is what we want. Yeah. So I have a slightly absurd direction that I want to go in, which is celebrating what Keegan Bradley just did, um, in Japan and, giving him proper kudos for, for his first win since 2018. And then also, you know, again, we, we mentioned Ricky's performance uh, a yeah. few weeks ago. He's changed coaches. He's it's changed back. caddies. He's changed clubs. It's he back. was the 54-hole leader. Here's what I want to say to you that's absurd. Wouldn't the Ryder Cup in 2023 be more fun if one or both of those guys could somehow figure out a way to make it? Yes. Look, both of those guys have been building for a while. Keegan, we saw at the U.S. Open, was in the mix. Ricky, we've seen little flashes. And uh, the the, definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. The fact that he made these changes, swallowed the ego, and went back to Butch, uh, we've seen an immediate result. An immediate result? Yeah. And, and look, I can speak to uh, having some familiarity w- with what happens when a player puts a bunch of new swing changes in. Y- you, It's a lot like weightlifting, like you get gains right away, uh, but then you plateau a bit. And sometimes in the golf world, uh, you head into Sunday and under pressure, sometimes those swing things don't totally hold up because it's not an unconscious swing. It's a conscious swing. You're thinking about the things you've been taught recently, they haven't become part fully of the muscle memory of the golf swing. And maybe your nerves hold up while you're putting, but in the moment of pressure, when you're thinking, it just can sometimes go right. And I, I look, we saw that earlier t- uh, with he who shall be unnamed on a Sunday, uh, you know, in Jackson, Mississippi. And uh, <laughs> we saw, you know, we saw it with Ricky on Sunday, but he is not far away. He's doing all of the things that you would expect. Look, what's been our complaint about Ricky? It's felt like he was coasting. It's felt like he cared more about the rocket commercials than he did the golf. And, and I think that was some of the scorn that was being thrown his way. Well, Ricky's working and Ricky wants it. And so it's pretty easy to get behind the guy who's picking himself up off his ass and coming back up swinging. You know, we had him on the show uh, earlier this year, and he was in that grind. I mean, he came on. Um, we were fortunate enough to have him because he, he's honest with us. Well, he's working. He had some CBD. Uh, you know, he's he's incorporated some CBD into his. Um, I don't know his body maintenance stock uh, portfolio. That's that, that both of those things, but he, um, he was very candid. It's what you just said with us about like where he was in the grind. And and you fast forward the seven months or eight months since we chatted with him and look at all of the, the big changes. They're, they're big changes. Yeah. And, for it to translate now, it makes it exciting for this for this upcoming year because we want Ricky to be good at golf. It's better for all of golf for Ricky to be good at golf and him being good 
on the tour is really good for the tour. He's still enormously popular. He's still one of the top five most identifiable guys out there. Would have um, been easy for him to take the check, wouldn't it? It sure would have, uh, wasn't they it? they were waving it at him. And if he's in that moment where he's like, I mean, he was 125. He just kept his card, his full-time status last year. Uh, it would have been very easy for him in some of those moments to go, you know what? Uh, this doesn't feel good. I'm not up for the grind. I'm going to take the check and parachute out as a number of other people did. But here he is working, going for it. So it, it's it's a very, very fun thing to have Ricky Fowler back in the mix. Yeah, so we're knocking on wood. We want Ricky in the mix. We want to see him up at the top of leaderboards. Again, honest to God, I, he and Keegan both. Keegan, with with the emotion that we saw uh, when he won, he's talking to his wife. He couldn't keep it together. His grind is real. His yeah. grind is authentic. Um, good to see him back. Still can't really watch him play around the golf. Don't no. want to watch him play. No, no, no. Neither the aim I. point is... No. is is literally torture. I feel None like it feels good. I'm gonna I'm gonna punish my 12 year old by making him. I'm gonna keep that in my back pocket as a form of punishment when he's doing something or says something I don't like. Come over here. You have to sit and watch this right now, and it's gonna be Keegan um, lining up a putt using the aim point. Ugh. It's hard. It's hard to watch. But speaking of the elevated Phoenix event, I mean that's been a that's been turf for Ricky. I mean, that tournament, yes. for, for he's had the ups Great and call. the downs and the ups there. To have Ricky back in the mix at the People's Championship could be something special. Well, speaking of the People's Championship, we've had a nice run of kind of people's, the People's Champions, right? Uh, look at the what we've had thus far on, on this calendar. The homie Homa, um, who had a very funny quote. The New Yorker did a bit about the state of professional golf and, you know, the a reflection upon um you know where the 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 Kushner tour is vis-a-vis the PGA tour Homa had a funny quote where his wife told him that he did not have a choice that if he was offered x amount of money that he had to to take that check and that he um just refused to look at the email that he didn't look at the sound like Lacey. <laughs> I'm just saying it was a funny quote and I enjoyed uh, the piece uh, a little bit. Again, n- no real revelations about the business model. You know, uh, they're going to sell equity in the teams, Nate. That's how they're going. They're going to monetize because there's going to be they're going to be valuable teams. <laughs> it was like very to- clarifying around what the purpose of this is. And again, I, I-, I don't. You know, it's, I mean, it pointed out some of the hypocrisy and the criticism of the corporatization and you're taking money from these places and that. Like, it, I thought it was a very balanced and well done piece, the New Yorker piece. Sure, sure. Uh, and it also left no question about what the purpose of this league is. And I, were, were you I think confused? Like, who's, who's no, confused? No. Well, maybe so. I think there are some people who are confused. But I, again, I think, I think I don't begrudge the the guys who've gone and taken the check the only thing that came out in that piece was the sort of disingenuousness and the dishonesty about it is what's bothered but you know here we are now heading into the fall this will be basically the only time that we see all these guys together uh in a meaningful way for the rest of the year you're talking about the upcoming event at congaree the the upcoming event in congaree yeah we have the upcoming uh live event at <laughs> doral 
But that, but yeah, can. that that's in two weeks, right? Yes. Who knows? Who knows what's gonna come out of that? But it oh, is the God. time. It is the time to pull our head ups a bit and say, where are we? W- w- where are we gonna go from here? Because the the battle lines, the trenches are you know as deep in this thing as as a World War One battlefield at this point. Like it, it's just the these guys are dug in and it's going to take a little while to diffuse the tension you're already seeing a little bit of reach out you saw john rom when he won the spanish open graciously congratulate his countrymen who had just won uh the live event not sure if that mattered but still well, not not countrymen cuz you eugenio no. you eugenio is not a chacara right right he's right. from south america excuse me excuse me it's all right. He's another Spanish speaking fellow. He was he was uh he was very gracious, I thought, in he acknowledging. Was. It was a great shout out to a young guy. And I think you're gonna see a little bit of that from the guys who have carried themselves with the most class through this process, try to maintain some semblance of bridge building. I mean, for crying out loud, they gotta be in the same locker room, uh certainly in the majors, it appears. Well, um, let's 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 just go ahead and do this week in the Kushner Open. Uh, because we're sort of, you know, dancing around it anyhow. Brooks Kepka cried this week. I mean, he broke down. He, he was, it was genuine emotion, Nate Dog. He won an exhibition. It's the first, he never knew if he could, he could be in the winner's circle again. He beat back the ferocious competitor, the unbelievable track record, the one, one, one time for the legacy Peter Uline, in a playoff, he put down the Peter, and boy, oh boy, Brooksy, he was so. Now I understand, uh, you. being Listen you know, you. being a little emotional over the fact that it it has been a long time that he was healthy enough to play, and it's also been a long time it seems that he's given a a, a shit. But um, you know, congratulations, he beat uh, a few guys, and. It uh, at a golf course, Sergio Garcia's favorite golf course. All you need, you, you all you have to do is look look it up. You can see Sergio um, showing his love for the course on the greens and in the bunkers with his golf club. He gives it so many love taps. They're they're taps of love. Now Sergio himself must have made peace because he he played good at uh, at this venue. I think he finished in the he tides for second. He was definitely in the top five. Um, but but isn't uh, that the thing? Nobody knows actually. Nobody knows. And, and, and the brands of these guys have fallen off the map. And we've gotten the heartfelt Instagram posts from Bryson about what a tough year it's been and <laughs> how he appreciates it. And we got yeah. Brooks choking up. And listen, if you just put yourself in their shoes and think about the mental compartmentalization that has to have happened to uh, manage the inbound uh scorn that has come from not just the golf media, but a lot of, you know, a lot of outside press and fans and the like, Hey, it's not been easy for those guys to process emotionally. I'm sure when they made the jump, they figured they were getting a big check. They probably saw a PowerPoint presentation that said, well, Phil took all the bullets. It's going to be fine for you. I'm sure it hasn't been easy for those guys. So it feels like some of the emotion that you're seeing now is a representation of these guys being human beings hard to feel sorry for them given you know the way that it was all handled and hard to feel sorry for uh the consequences of of your actions but uh i get the human component i do house i just think 
if you dial it out, this isn't a big win. It's just not a big win. There just it, aren't enough good players over there. That's it. It's not. Uh, my life isn't any worse off from being deprived of the opportunity to root for Brooks Kepka to be competitive in in big golf events. Now, these upcoming majors remain to uh, be seen. We're going to see what the fields are. It feels like, without a doubt, the Open Championship and the U.S. Open don't have to do a damn thing. There are, if you want to play in those events, here's how you qualify. It's some combination of world golf ranking, and if you don't have a sufficient ranking or a win on one of the relevant tours, then you go play qualifiers. You think and, they're not going to let these guys in? Well, the the, U, the U.S. Open and the Open Championship are definitely going to let them in if they qualify. It's there. That's what an open means. But but given for now, their world rankings are definitely going to slip. Um, we we're, we're going to see Cam Smith and Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, because they won majors. So all of those exemptions, we're going to see them um, in majors the same way we saw them in majors this past year. The one that, that feels like a jump ball to me and the one that I'm not prepared to call is Phil Mickelson at the Masters. That's the one that I think is like the most interesting. They disinvited him well, for the most Patrick? recent Masters. He won. I mean... He's he and and he hasn't um you know an, well, announced Phil won the Masters. Patrick had, Reed won the Masters. Patrick Reed didn't announce uh, a, a goal and intention of burning down the PGA Tour um, yep. in the manner that Phil has. So yep. we'll just do it quickly. Phil gave the press conference in Saudi Arabia. You could see the puppet strings behind his back. I never did the thing when I said the thing and. Uh, Shipnuck and Shipnick, uh, and I'm the thing. I mean, seriously, dude, he's just not relevant anymore. Not relevant as an interesting person, as an interesting sports figure. So say whatever How's the coffee dumb from wellness shit. business doing? He could who like say whatever dumb shit you want to say. You're not going to be a spokesperson for any U.S. brands going forward. Unless, and I'll countenance this, there is a turn with this tour because of the alliance with Trump and with the Kushners and all the rest of it. It goes full MAGA, and we're going to see Phil Mickelson, my pillow. I mean, you, you know, <laughs> Phil, Phil with my pillow, and he could get his own cross of Jesus out there and talking about those beautiful sheets that they're going to sleep on. That would make sense for me. And and maybe there'll be some commercials with Phil My on coffee. them. My coffee? It could be, right? Maybe you can take some lessons, some marketing lessons in that direction. You can't um, eliminate that possibility, especially if the tour, if the Saudis decide to pay Fox to put their um, stupid exhibition tour on, on uh, television on Fox. There's lots of Fox channels out there. There's FS1. There's, you know, all, all the way down Fox News. You could put it some some golf on that's occurring at weird hours because they're on the other side of the planet playing that would be fine go ahead they, they, if they want to buy the time buy the time i'm sure fox will take their money i mean phil is phil's got to be very conflicted at the moment because he understands really somewhere if you rip open the walnut shell of his 
true self-belief. He understands that he was kind of right, but the execution will leave him permanently in exile. And that's got to hurt because I think if he looks back on it, there was a way to do this uh, and, and to have his cake and eat it too. And uh, he has his cake, but he's not eating it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that that will be, that's a business case. That's a Harvard Business School business analysis, fancy business people like you and the people that you run with can um, go down that path of trying to uh, separate, you know, the the accelerant that that um, that that experience of, of of Phil and that tour coming into existence, and how it changed the PGA Tour's business model inside of four months, really driven by what the most prominent players on the PGA Tour themselves finally realizing their own leverage precipitated. That Phil began that, initiated it. Could that have happened if he had just belly ached loudly? and decried um, Jay Monahan's stewardship of the tour and insisted that the top 30, 35 guys on the PGA Tour be rewarded in a much more uh, um, straight-line way for what they mean to the tour, that their compensation be more closely tied to how important they are to TV viewership and all the rest of it. Impossible to, to, to say um, because of the way this went down. Um, with the rival tour coming into existence. But having said all that, it's his legacy that he decided to burn down because of the choices that he made. That's cool. It's fine. He, he's going to live a happy life going forward based on however he wants to define his own happiness. He certainly has the money. I hope he doesn't gamble it away. But so does his family. So does his family. So, uh, yeah, they'll they'll be um, down in Miami at Trump Doral in a couple of weeks, and that will be fun to watch. And we will um, pay attention and maybe even have a podcast um, around then. Um, but this but week, like, do we know anything about it? It's There's their championship team, team match play. Comp- we can look we it know up. nothing. I mean, of course. But the point is, nobody cares. Who cares? It'll be football. The, the NBA presence starts is tonight. interesting, but the product is not winning. The point well, that, of this was ostensibly the, the product, and the product Who? is not winning. Who said the product is that that, that the point? That, is the I product? mean, that, that was the that was the cover up for the whole money thing piece. But like, I would have thought <laughs> by now that we would be being like, well, I mean, if they did have, you know, if PGA did should steal these couple things because this does work. But like, the rounds aren't any shorter just because they're doing shotgun starts. Nope. The golf again. We're not yeah. seeing like amazing shots that are making their way across the internet. I There's just don't not a care. Mo- like, listen, when some guy steals a Mazda Miata in LA, their birds go up in the air. The cops go, the local news throws it. It's an event you can see on Twitter. And like people just start tuning in to watch the shit because it's a moment and the internet and, and and every other social media platform, when there's a moment happening, drives traffic there. They have not had a single moment where people have been like, oh, I, okay, it's it, maybe I'm watching a car crash. Maybe it's, you know, invasive for me to do this, but I got to see this. I got to rubberneck this thing at least. There hasn't been a single moment. That's the price they pay for having chosen professional golf as the vehicle for this. Because nobody uh, cares. Nobody cares. Like, that's the thing you got to get in touch with. Uh 
they attempt they have attempted once a week and you know as counter programming to whatever might be going on with the PGA tour to generate a cycle with whatever asinine thing they're asinine spokespersons in the form of Greg Norman or Bryson or or Phil or whoever comes out and belly aches about whatever silly thing oh the OWGR is so unfair it's just like silly talk intended to grab a news cycle but writ large the problem they have is nobody really gives a shit about professional golf there's four majors we love it we couldn't love it anymore and many of our listeners feel the exact same way as we do and there's plenty to go around here in the U.S. with respect to the tour and all the fun ways to um, root for guys on the tour and gamble and all the rest of it. But there just isn't enough interest. There's no groundswell of like, let's get a half million people to, to you know, watch the, the thing uh, in Jeddah, right? At a golf course that's 10 years old or whatever. Nobody cares. Dude Perfect wipes their ass with a half million viewers. Uh, yes. uh, you know what I mean? Yes. Like the, 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 there's too much entertainment out there. This is not very good entertainment, so nobody cares. And, and I don't miss any of it. Now, we're going to see come major time if these guys come in and compete. Now, there, and there were a bunch of guys that were very competitive at the Open Championship. I think there were eight or nine guys in the top 30 at um, St. Andrews, a Spanish fellow won at Valorama this week, a live tour Spanish guy. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name. O-T-A-G. You, you say it. Do you know his name? Adrian? No. I'm not even going to try and butcher it. He won on the DP World Tour because, you know, there, there is that coexistence yes. right now, that unholy coexistence based on the litigation status there. But he won the DP World Tour event in spain at valderrama and uh you know they're, they're still competitive golf that's sort of interesting i guess like those guys when they're playing against the pga tour i guess that's interesting we're only going to see it at the majors here uh domestically but i feel like that might be enough um for the moment that we're in with live we'll look forward to seeing what they do in terms of creating interest in their Miami event, but it feels like an uphill climb. We'll see if they have uh, designs on putting it on something other than YouTube in two weeks. Doesn't seem like it. Haven't heard any reports suggesting that it would be the case, but you know, Trump will be there driving around in a golf cart. So maybe some people will, will be interested in, in watching it. Um, won't be me. There'll be football on uh, all weekend. So I'll be watching football because that's what we do in the, in the fall and, and maybe playing our own golf. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, Power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride 
every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to make sure that we, you, you, you teased this earlier, get into this event at Congaree because we're getting 15 of the top 20 players in the world. It's the last coming together of all the great players in the world before uh, they all take a break and we'll see them again come Hawaii time. Um, what's your sense of, of uh, excitement, your level of excitement going into Congaree? Two out of 10. The two out of 10. Well, you're just being honest. But I'm being honest, but look, I'm excited because this is the last time we'll see all these guys. We got Scotty. We got Rory. Yeah, before we got really before the century tournament. We got JT. We got Jordan Spieth. And there is an interesting bonded dynamic with a number of these guys, in particular the Americans and the international players, who did not uh, just stick to their own locker rooms at the President's Cup. They partied together, sung Jay did his Gangnam style dance in front of both crowds. Uh, Looked great. Uh, yeah, he did look great and he's playing great. And it is not a surprise that these guys have uh, boomeranged out of the president's cup uh, playing really good golf right now. So uh, look, I'm excited to see, uh, we've had a lot of our European players over in Europe doing their thing. By the way, playing extraordinarily well. Roy's been top fiving all over the place. Rom won in Spain. Fitzpatrick not not been at the top of his game, but uh, it's just going to be great to have all these guys back playing together. And this is a good week to cherish it. That said, overall excitement, like, you know, there's a lot of money on this thing and that's about it. So uh, Ah, Tom Kim is going to be there. That's not we got to celebrate Tom Kim. Tom Kim is worth celebrating because Tom Kim is, uh, you know, he continues to to smash and grab uh, stuff that we just do not expect a 20 year old to do. He is 26 to one this week. And at some point in July, you and I introduced this guy to the, uh, birdie buddies just to point out that he was going to have to play super, you know, basically average a top 25 over the last three tournaments to keep his card or to, to earn his card. Homie went out and won and it's been sort of, he's been tearing ass ever since. Well, he was the star of the president's cup and then he went out to Vegas and basically, validated it. One thing that I wanted to make sure that we shouted out 
part of Ricky Fowler's change was a ch- the parting with his longtime forever buddy and caddy Joe Scaron. Joe was, is now on Tom Kim's bag, and immediately Tom Kim catches a W yeah. in Vegas. And Ricky was super positive about it, as you would expect, because he, he he likes his buddy and roots for his buddy Joe. But man, that was a that's a pretty formidable tandem we've seen this now we saw the effect that um ted scott had on scotty scheffler right this past year like a bunch of these guys uh matt fitzpatrick's um caddy uh longtime um uh euro tour vet beloved by everybody on on all tours can't remember his name right now um but again this is kind of an element of as we size up uh potential major winners going into next season I'm really going to insist, Nate, that we have confidence in the the caddy player combo because th- there are st- I still have some questions. There are still some guys that I have questions about yeah. until they do something with their caddy situation. I still have my questions. Yeah, well, and, and Billy Foster uh, Billy, is is as responsible for Matt Fitzpatrick's decisions. Thank you coming down the stretch at the U.S. Open. I mean, what's interesting in watching some of the footage that's been spliced together about these caddy relationships that you're saying is how actively managed the players are by those caddies. Now, in the case of Tom Kim, he, he needs it. He's 20 years old, right? He's still to some of these courses he hasn't even seen. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so it'll be interesting to see how that evolves as he gains a little more course experience, feels a little more confident in his decisions, but it is remarkable how, um, how active that, conversation is between some recent winners by the way joe and max uh, were you know they're they they're not a new combo but they've been highly highly dynamic dialogue between the two of those guys out on the course and we saw it in uh we saw it in napa that that, as part of the reason that that i think max made his way through the monsoon on saturday and then just stayed incredibly patient on sunday to win so i think you're right maybe the caddy is becoming it's a little bit like the offensive line in football this year. We've sort of neglected it for years, but now we're seeing what happens when you have a good one versus when you have a bad one. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Well, let's start naming some names for guys that we like uh, potentially at this uh, Congaree venue. Um, it's it's all big boys. It's a gigantic golf course. It's like 7,600 yards uh, Garrick Higo hang, hung on for dear life. Uh, poor Chesson Hadley down the stretch uh, fell apart. But this is a, a different tournament with a different caliber of player. Feels like we're going to see chalky chalk, chalk, chalk coming in. And we've had, because of the President's Cup and because of some of the guys on the DP tour playing in events, like some of these big boys are coming in in form. Um, what, what's your sense of, of how this is going to play out? Name, let, let's name some names, Nate dog. Well, let's start with Sahith Tagala, uh, who has disappointed us in not getting a win, but he was T five in Japan. He has two top tens in his first three starts of the year. He's got seven top twenties in his last 13 starts. He's plus 140 to top 20 this week. Yeah. It feels pretty good to me. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not against that. I like, I like just, you know, a little bit of a, an amuse-bouche um, 
uh, one of the homies out there across the Pat Mayo network has a little nugget on Tyrrell Hatton, who's available at 35 to one. I name him because he finished tied for second at this event last year. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, shot 68 at, at Zozo, but I'm more interested in Tyrrell because of the form leading into this. He finished tied for seventh at the Alfred Dunhill links tied for eighth at the Italian open, a very good Bermuda putter. And that is going to be important because that's the surface of these greens here. And, you know, strokes gained, um, you know, per round for him on, on Bermuda, very good numbers. Uh, he also is a guy we know from his temperament that if he likes the place, you can, you know, hope to see good things out of him. If he does not like a place, then you cross him off like him in a top 10, like him in a top 20 as well. So those are sort of Sahith and, and Hatton kind of down the card. Talk yeah. to me about a big boy or two. Well, I think the thing we have to make a choice on is how do we feel about the Koreans? This is the CJ cup after all. Uh, but the Koreans have had a pretty crazy couple weeks. They were all at the president's cup. Then they went to Vegas where Tom Kim won and they had a nice celebration. Then they all went to Zozo and played there. And then most of them hopped on a plane and have now flown back to South Carolina to play this tournament. And because of their involvement with the tournament host, they've got a lot of responsibilities this week. Now, you'd have said the same thing about Max Homa coming into Napa uh, as a Fortinet uh, sponsoree, and he won the damn tournament as a back-to-back -back champion. So, so, But he had not played President's Cup the week before and flown to Japan and back. So I, how do we feel, broadly speaking, about the Koreans? Because Sung Jae is fifth on the odds board at 22 to 1, and Tom Kim is at 26 to 1. I, how, how does it sit with you? I, I am nervous about guys that have all those miles. I'm Me nervous too. about them. It just feels like we know at some point, um, and especially because of the pressure of that, of the, the president's cup at some point, notwithstanding these are youths, right? Like I can't even remember how much energy I had, um, at the stage of life that those, uh, glorious gentlemen, yeah. uh, enjoy presently. But even with all of that youthful exuberance and energy at some point, those miles catch up. So you, you fade those guys at your own peril, but I'm fading them. I'm just, I just want the guys that have been um, not clocking so much in the way of, of the, the, the travel miles. I mean, you know, the, the, even like Tom Kim winning in Vegas, do you think that he went home and, and had a cheeseburger and went to bed? Like j just the simple <laughs> exercise of, of, of winning in a place like that. No, and enjoying he enjoying himself. Right. He didn't listen. He got on a charter and flew straight to Tokyo. Yeah. So, I mean, he didn't have any rest, but that would say, I mean, we could make the same case for some of the Europeans too, by the way. I mean, that, that would say we should be leaning towards the Schefflers and the Thomases who've been sitting around at home in Texas or Florida or wherever and, and just working on the game. You got yeah. Spieth sitting there at 25 to one. You got Sam Burns at 26 to one. Hello, Max Homa. 
This is the first time he's really been traveling and the last time he's playing before he and Lacey have a baby. Max is sitting there at 31 to one. And, you know, he was the star of the President's Cup on our side. I'm off of Scheffler because of his form. Like he had the, the uh, one of the all-time great years, but uh, I want him to go ahead and hit reset. Uh, like, I'm interested in Spieth and JT. I think both of them, you know, this this golf course sets up good for them. Uh, our our buddy Jason Sobel made a nice case for Jordan Spieth because of how great yeah. he played at Quail Hollow. Yeah. And, you know, is there some um, course correlation between Congaree and uh, Quail Hollow in terms of the, the, the skill, you know, the, the creativity with wedge kind of requirement, um, that, that aspect of it. I I'm, um, honestly taking a long, long look at John Rahm. Um, I think he's overdue for a tournament where he goes up against the world's best and, you know, top fives it. It's Mm -hmm. been a long time. He hasn't won on us soil, uh, since the U S open, I believe. And, you know, his, his, his two wins this year were in Spain and in Mexico. I think, you know, I, I just the type of competitor he is and where he is, um, you know, in, in terms of his stewardship for the PGA tour, there's a kind of logic, there's a narrative with, with Rom that I'm, uh, interested in that I find a- appealing, um, you know, the, the quality of, if you can jump into the metrics and do go to data golf and look at how he fares on, on Bermuda, look at how he fares on, um, courses that require long, uh, second shots in all those kinds of, of metrics, he'll be, you know, top 15 and a bunch of it enough to give yourself comfort. Um, but Rom is getting a look at f- from me this week. I'm standing here and I know that he was in Japan. But Colin Morikawa's odds have dropped to 29 to 1. And every time we see this happen, which is a player who we know to be a top 10 player in the world, when he drops into the 22 to 30 to 1 range, we always get our ass burned. It's happened to us with DJ before he left. It's happened to us with Morikawa. It happened to us with Spieth when he started to rally. And we promised ourselves we wouldn't let that happen again. It's just hard because the form hasn't been there. Yeah. It's hard. And he it's was hard. not spectacular at the President's Cup. He was unspectacular. The form was, hasn't been there. So you want to leave it. All right, we'll leave it. Fine, we'll leave it. I just we'll, don't... We'll I, note it, it for the purposes of the pod and all the birdie buddies. Yeah. We're affirmatively considering him. And neither one of us are biting. So proceed as you wish. <laughs> proceed as you wish, birdie buddies. It is a second shot golf course, just like all the other golf courses on the PGA Tour. But, you know, the the, the approach, it's going to be approached from distance because of, you know, the, the it's just a gigantic ballpark. Um, and there are greens that were, were that the surface of the greens may deliver a little bit of an advantage, but everybody will be at the same disadvantage of not having played them. Does that matter? We're, we're, we're going to find out. Well, there's been a lot of comparison of this course to Royal Melbourne. So I wonder if Cam Davis at plus 210 to top 20 is worth a little bit of a bet. You know, he he was not um, a disaster 
at the President's Cup. He no, showed and he up. came out and he, and he played pretty well in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. And this is a course where the ball's going to roll a lot. Uh, he's obviously hits it a ton. It's more about can you keep it out of those waste sand bunkers that basically are the rough. Uh, but I wonder if maybe the Australianism in this course is going to translate to, to Cambria. Just we look a little bit further down the board, right? I think well, this well, week you, you got to make a call. Is it Rom? Is it Rory? Those are, it, it feels like this is a little bit of a head to head of the two best European players coming in hot. It would be great if we got that down the stretch, but if you're going to, if you're going to go outside of that, the, the odds fall off pretty quickly after those guys this week. Yeah. So you, you got to make a few bets, not, not to win. Cause I do think it's pretty heavy at the top this week. But I do think down the board you've got you've got if you've been paying attention this fall, Sahith Tagala feels like a pretty good top twenty, right? If you've been paying attention this fall, Cam Davis is playing pretty well. You know you've got some. You probably ought to have some money on the Koreans, or you should be fading them based on whether you believe that the mileage is too much, right? That's uh, it. But beyond that, uh, you got to look a little bit further down the board probably to make money this week because of the clustering of of the odds at the, on the on the uh, to win finishing positions. I like us finishing with positive vibes here. We said nice things. We have some guys that we think yes. you know can perform well it's a positive vibes only version of fairway rolling it is fall golf season the leaf rule is fully in effect please take advantage of it all my birdie buddies out there a lot of fall uh one day uh member guest events out there enjoy those please uh enjoy yourself responsibly make sure the uber features prominently uh, that was part of my life uh, the, over the past weekend. Another very fun uh, member guest experience in my back pocket. And and I hope uh, for all of our par-saving pals out there, you're getting in. You can still tee off at 315. If you get around quickly, get that get the full 18 in, and then you're in the clubhouse, a little chill in the air with your, with your jacket. Warm yourself up with a nice beverage. That's it, my birdie buddies. We will be back as circumstances warrant. We're glad to have this impromptu version of Fairway Rollin'. But in the meantime, please, let's hit them straight up there.